Martin Luther King once said, our lives begin the, to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Today's convocation is an introduction to, to action and conversation that is, that is alive on this campus on things that matter. My name is Eduardo Vargas, and on behalf of the students, staff, and faculty who are part of Mosaic, I want to thank you for coming to hear more about our work, the work that we have been doing for this semester to channel our energy and creativity for ethnic and racial diversity in campus. At a basic level, Mosaic is a movement for a more inclusive campus, but we want to tell you more about where it, where it comes from, um, where it's headed, and how you can get involved. The movement for a more, more inclusive campus is not new. It's part of GC's past, present, and future. Goshen College, like many other institutions, has a, a strategic plan that outlines strategic directions and objectives. This bigger plan has prompted the Multicultural Affairs Committee to develop a diversity plan with action steps that moves us forward uh, towards the goals of the strategic plan. In other words, the diversity plan is designed to help this community move with all deliberate speed towards the Christian Center vision, a more inclusive campus. Multicultural Affairs Committee with Adelaide Nance's leadership has identified four goals that guide the diversity plan. And these goals are tied directly to the strategic plan. Goal number one, to recruit, and to recruit and retain diverse faculty and staff. Goal number two, to recruit and retain a diverse student body. Number three, to strengthen communication and partnerships with local and ethnic communities. And number four, to give, an to give increased attention to campus-wide activities that address diversity. This brings us to the here and now. Where is GC at in meeting these goals? Skip Barnett will sh share some of the data related to goal number two, recruiting and retaining a racially and ethnically diverse student body. Okay, good morning. I uh, just have a, a few little facts uh, about where we are now and a little bit of uh, historical context. Um, the, uh, some of this is sort of the larger uh, United States history and, and uh, framework that um, the college, of course, operates within. Uh, some of it's uh, real ancient history, Emancipation Proclamation, but uh, that's a good starting point. Um, college founded in 1894, uh, and then um, the first efforts to uh, move uh, into the areas of diversity came 45 years later uh, with the uh, first student of color in 1939. Uh, some other uh, rights uh, that were uh, worked on at a national level, Brown versus Board of Education, of course, you're familiar with, uh, which uh, prohibited uh, discrimination and uh, segregation in the uh, public schools in the United States. Civil Rights Act in 1964 advanced uh, voting rights uh, and other uh, anti-discriminatory uh, legislation. Uh, in the, uh, it, certainly during the 60s was a time of great effort for civil rights in the United States and uh, Goshen College um, living in that time um, uh, in the early 70s, uh, uh, interestingly enough, we had up to 5% of the student body, uh, 64 students here, were African American. 
that was sort of the high watermark. Um, and um, those efforts uh, uh, ran out of energy or something. And, um, but once again, in, in 1992, uh, another effort was made to uh, uh, work at diversity and inclusiveness on campus. Started the Multicultural Affairs Office, the MAO office, uh, which of course still exists today. And uh, the most recent step in, uh, in these efforts to work toward diversity and inclusiveness was in 2004 uh, when the strategic plan was approved that had, as Eduardo mentioned, uh, uh, one of the many foci in that was uh, about diversity. And this is where we are now um, at the college uh, with our uh, uh, diverse populations. Um, according to our best efforts to count folks in the MAO, uh, maybe I should start, there's, there's, there's always ways, different ways to organize statistics. The way we have them organized at Goshen, uh, when we're trying to decide is a person uh, uh, an African-American, Hispanic American, Asian American, et cetera, or an international, uh, we simply go by uh, visa type. And students who have international student visas, down there at the bottom, internationals, we have about 71 of those students, about 8.5% of campus. Uh, people without that student visa who are, you know, what, uh, American citizens or green card holders or uh, something else, uh, African-Americans, um, about 29 students, um, Hispanic-Americans, 43 students, Asian-Americans, 13, Native Americans, too. Now, by way of uh, just sort of, again, fitting this into a, a larger uh, context, on the far right side, I have the numbers uh, for overall population in the U.S. Um, at GC, we have about 3.4% of our students are African-American, compared to in the U.S. as a whole, 12.3% are African-American. Uh, Hispanic or, or, or Latino-Americans, 5% at GC, 12.6% in the U.S. at large, and so forth. Uh, so you, you add the numbers up uh, where we are. Um, there are some things that are good and, and strong about uh, our position right now with, with regards to diversity, uh, but um, as you can tell, we don't quite uh, look like America or the world uh, yet, so um, the diversity plan is uh, one effort to address that. Okay. And Michael Amande will talk about uh, some further efforts that uh, the Mosaic Group is doing. Good morning, my name is Michael. Um, and speaking from personal experience, I can say that it's not enough to simply recruit more students of color. Creating spaces where we can have honest dialogue about race has to be part of the plan too. That's why the Multicultural Affairs Office coordinates two projects that allow students to do the work of confronting racism in the places where it lives, in our hearts, souls, minds, and our communities. These two projects are Diversity Circles and Damascus Road Anti-Racism Training. I will share about Diversity Circles, and Danielle John will talk about Damascus Road momentarily. Diversity Circles are one way we can create space for honest dialogue about where racism lives. We have patterned our Diversity Circle model after Study Circles, a national movement 
committed to helping people work together for creative community change. The process and format aren't perfect, but they help us move past superficial conversations about race, difference, religion, culture, all the things that make us who we are, fearfully and wonderfully made. The primary goal of the Diversity Circle experience is transformative action, and the process relies on personal storytelling against two, back, two backdrops, one, the United States, and two, our common life here at Goshen College. But diversity circles are, more, are about more than personal sharing. Circles also introduce participants to a way of thinking about racism and privilege, both at large and more particularly at Goshen. Because every circle is made up of white students and students of color, these groups are also kind of barometers or thermometers, instruments that measure Goshen's atmosphere and climate when it comes to diversity issues, large and small. As we tell stories about who we are and how we respond to racial dynamics around us, we also learn how to pay attention to the emotions that inevitably rise to the surface when we talk about difference and what it means to us. During the fall semester, some common themes that emerged from the different circles that were active included things like questions about what it means to be a Mennonite college, ideas for building stronger support systems for students of color, confronting the fact of white privilege, nurturing interracial friendships, and the importance of faculty reflecting the diversity that already exists in the student body. I want to share a story with you. It's a true story and represents an everyday reality for students of color here at GC. As I tell the story, I invite you to imagine that you're part of a diversity circle where this story is being shared and think what you might say in response. My first year, I didn't have a computer in my room, so I had to use campus computers. My favorite spot to work in was on the fourth floor in the connector because there was less traffic up there. Well, one day I was working on a paper when two white students came into the lab. Since I was sitting in the middle, they had to sit on either side of me. I sensed they were uncomfortable and asked if one of them wanted to switch places with me so they could sit next to each other, but they both said no. I simply went back into my paper writing zone, putting my headphones on, and turned up the volume of my hip hop to drown out outside noise so I could focus on my paper. Several minutes passed when I noticed the two students kept glancing in my direction. I asked if they were talking to me. One of them answered, no, I was just trying to listen to your music. They told me they like hip hop too, believe it or not. We laughed about that and I went back to my paper. Later, I was taking a break from writing and the students started talking to me, asking the normal questions like, what's your name, your major, what year are you, and where are you from? Well, when I, was a, when I said I was from a southern state, one of the students asked, is, is it difficult for you being black in the south? I was completely caught off guard. I told her I needed to think about her question a bit and she quickly replied saying, I didn't mean to offend you, I just wanted to know because there's a lot of lynching and the whole slavery thing down there. I began to explain to her that racism and the effects of slavery are evident everywhere, even outside of the United States. 
and because of the color of my skin, I have to deal with discrimination nearly every day, no matter where I am. She seemed shocked by my response and wanted to talk more. At least that's what she said she wanted to do. But we never did finish that conversation. I am Danielle John and have participated in Damascus Road this past January. I want to talk a bit more about anti-racism and why it is important in any conversation about diversity to think about privilege and power as well as difference. But first, a few words about Damascus Road. Damascus Road is an Anabaptist anti-racism training and skill development program sponsored by MCC um, US. The name Damascus Road refers to the process of transformation that Saul experienced on the road to Damascus. While Damascus Road provides space for individual transformation, the entire program is designed to work toward long-term transformation of institutions, particularly churches and faith-based organizations. At Goshen College, participation in Damascus Road is one way students have chosen to take their commitments to struggle with racial justice issues to the next level. During this intensive weekend training experience, students are given more tools to analyze and even begin dismantling white privilege and systemic racism. We tend to focus on race prejudice at an individual level and frequently forget or fail to see the bigger underlying problem of systemic racism. Patterns of oppression and privilege are rooted in systems that we all participate in and make happen. And in these systems, we don't have to be self-consciously racist in order to help perpetuate patterns of privilege. We don't have to be bad people in order to play a game that produces oppressive consequences. In Alan Johnson's book called Power, Privilege, and Difference, and a lot of us who've taken Transforming Conflict and Violence would have read that book, he uses what's called the monopoly analogy to better explain uh, systemic racism. In, mono in Monopoly, there are always winners and losers because that's how the game is set up to work as a system. In Johnson's words, and I quote, we don't have to be ruthless people in order to support or follow paths of least resistance that lead to behavior with ruthless consequences. After all, we're all trying to win because that's the point of the game. However gentle and kind as However gentle and kind I am as I take your money when you land on my boardwalk with its four houses, take it I will, and gladly too. Thank you, I say in my most sincerely unruthless tone, or even sorry, as I drive, out, drive you out of the game by taking your last dollar and your mortgaged properties. Me? Ruthless? Not at all. I'm just playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. And even if I don't try hard to win, the mere fact that I play the game supports its existence and makes it possible, especially if I remain silent about the consequences it produces. Just my going along makes the game appear normal and acceptable, which reinforces the paths of least resistance for everyone else." End of quote. The only way to change the outcome is by changing how we see and play the game. And eventually, like systemic racism, 
we will change the system itself. In some ways, this brings us back to where we started. I'm Melinda Berry, and it's kind of my job here to offer a summary of what Eduardo, Skip, Michael, and Danielle have shared with us so far. For students who participated in diversity circles in Damascus Road, Mosaic has become a way for them to transform their reflecting into acting. Taking action steps that are focused on creating a racially and ethnically inclusive campus environment. Built into the diversity plan, Mosaic is comprised of four task groups that then relate to the four goals that are at the heart of this diversity plan we keep talking about. Working in the areas of student recruitment, campus education, student life and retention, faculty development and recruitment and community outreach and commu communication and community outreach. Mosaic is a group that's been meeting regularly on Wednesdays in the 10 to 11 uh, a.m. slot when nobody's doing anything else, right? Sharing in the work that matters to all of us. It's not always the easiest work in the world, but I can tell you that it is definitely rewarding. Now, you've heard us using the terms diversity and anti-racism quite a bit. Diversity is an inclusive way of embracing and talking about difference. We celebrate diversity. We understand it as God-given and therefore good. Like the body of Christ, we can't all be ears, eyes, knees, or elbows. But simply appreciating difference is not enough. Acknowledging and taking action against the different forms of race-based oppression that live here in our midst and, uh, is what makes multiculturalism and diversity anti-racist. Anti-racism, as Danielle already explained, analyzes the games we play using power and privilege to exclude people from making decisions that affect them personally. Even though the word may sound negative to some, the goal of anti-racism work is actually positive. Think about it like anti-racism and anti-freeze. The goal of anti-racism is to realize one another's full personhood. So mosaic isn't about leaving people labeled in neat little boxes, black, white, brown, Mosaic is about recognizing everyone's contribution to Goshen College, a community actively seeking to both uncover the place where, places where personal prejudice and systemic racism live in our community, and to name, tend, and heal the wounds racism inflicts on all of us daily. Liberation theologians like Gustavo Gutierrez have offered us a model for being socially engaged Christians that integrates our desire to change the world with our desire to understand the world around us. This model is called the action reflection cycle, and it allows our conversations and analysis to feed our activism. Having spent a semester in reflection through the diversity circles and a semester in action through our task groups, we thought May term might be a good time for some more reflection. So next Wednesday, May 16th, 
We will gather for conversation. You can look for details in the communicator and we'll try to post some flyers around campus about time and location. And we invite you to bring your thoughts, your stories, your questions, and even a few answers, and add those pieces, add yourself to our mosaic. Thank you for coming to our convocation. And again, we ask you to fill out the green cards and hand them to Odalette or someone who looks like they're taking them on your way out.